Hello and welcome to the Wellness Trinity Podcast, where we interview top holistic experts and bring you natural solutions for modern day wellness. Let's get started with your host, Dr. Jacqueline. Welcome, thank you for joining the Wellness Trinity Podcast. I'm Dr. Jacqueline, naturopathic doctor and owner of Wellness Trinity, where we provide natural solutions for modern day wellness. So just a disclaimer before we get started, what we discuss in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. What you do with the information is to be used at your discretion as recommendations are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases. So today I have a special guest on the show. Her name is Dee Dee, and she is a good friend from college, um, back when I, I did my bachelor's in science and business. And um, she was there right along my side at UC Riverside. And um, anyway, we've just we've grown throughout the years to realize that we, we both have this passion in um, health and wellness. And, and now she has her business and where she coaches people in nutrition with her business macros mindset. And she helps people to see, or helps women specifically to see themselves differently and transform their mindset through um, her business and, and in, in that she helps them to conquer their goals. So Dee, why don't you go ahead and share your story. First of all, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to share what I do. And I know that we have, you know, we've had a passion for food and fitness um, from when we met. And I think that's how we connected. And so I think it's really fun to be able to see like how you've grown in your thing and then, you know, doing different things, but also like always for the goal of like trying to better the person who's asking us for help. So I think it's really cool that we get to do what we love and I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I got into this back in, when was it? 2013 is when I was introduced to this space of wellness. Um, before all that, I think that, you know, you and I shared the common, um, just love for food and specifically like raw vegan food. And that's how we kind of met. Right. And so we talked and geeked out over all that stuff. And I remember we used to bring our lunches to class and eat together. (laughs) (laughs) And then we would just chomp on our snacks and things like that. And so I remember that fondly and thinking that that was like that to me that was like the best way to eat at the time um but you know as you grow or as I grew and had kids it was a little bit harder like I lost a lot of just time and um I remember thinking oh I would love to go back and eat the way that I used to because I remember I felt like amazing doing that um but there was just I couldn't figure out how to like make that work for me And so I remember thinking like, oh, like I would love to do that, but there has to be a different way, you know, something else that I can manage for now, Um, something that's a little bit more convenient and something that can help me, you know, lose the baby weight. Because I remember being really frustrated specifically after having Emma, who's now five and a half years old, (laughs) which is so crazy how time flies. And so I stumbled upon macros on Instagram in late 2013. Um, I was following somebody else and she had this transformation from a different coach and it was, it was magic. 
it was really magic. And I asked her, I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> because her results were just not typical whatsoever. They were like so impressive. And so I asked her and she told me that she counted macros and she worked, you know, she got a program where she lifted weights with the coach and it just took off from there. And I started Googling everything about macros and I actually ended up hiring her coach and that's what kind of blossomed this, um, this just obsession is what I like to call it, an obsession over um, the specific branch of nutrition. Um, yeah, so that's, that's how I got here specifically. Well, not, not the whole story, but at least the introduction to macros. Dee real quick, your, um, your... Oh, is it doing that thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, thank you, Dee for sharing that. Uh, that's really exciting to hear how macros can really change a person's body type. And, um, you know, when I knew you or when I met you, I should say, I still know you. <laughs> um, I, you know, I had that personal training business before, too. And so I've always been into the, the fitness part of this holistic realm starting from the beginning mm -hmm. and I could totally tell back when I we were going to college I was counting my calories and <laughs> I think taking it a step further and looking at your macros which for some of you guys don't know do you want to first explain actually what what are macros yeah so a lot of people think that it's like this fancy term and it does because it comes from the scientific community um, under macronutrients. So basically everything that you eat is composed of macronutrients. And that's actually how we derive calories. So for example, a carbohydrate for every one gram on the scale when you weigh it is four calories. And so is protein. And fat is nine calories per gram. And so that's how we determine the amount of energy that comes from a specific amount of food. So everything that we eat has macros and and it, that's short for macronutrients. And that's so what that can is. Can you explain the differences between micronutrients? Yeah. So macronutrients is, they call it macronutrients because that's primarily the biggest source of calories where they come from. But micronutrients are uh, all the things that, you know, we come in small sizes, which is hence the name micro. And so those are also very important. And those are vitamins and minerals and fiber and things of that sort um, that help you become your best self. And so if you combine those two, obviously, you get the best, um, best of both worlds. Yeah, definitely. So you're looking at more the bigger picture usually than I am at this point. I mean, I, I am too, but mm -hmm. um, I feel like you're uh, how you're specific with that is definitely a little bit more micromanaged than how I am um, focusing on doing all the testing and figuring out all the micronutrients basically. Mm -hmm. So is your magnesium off, your zinc, your vitamins, um, your enzymes. So those, those are the difference for anyone that's listening that works with me or works with her, um, how this yeah. could be a good partnership too. So yeah. why are they important to think about macros? So I think it's just the, the gap, I think that was kind of missing because I remember back then when I was eating raw vegan, there were days where I felt great. And then there were days where I felt, you know, just not like I was off. And so I wasn't really sure what was going on. 
Um, and I think the number one priority for anyone listening is to figure out how much you're supposed to eat for your given goals. So there is a, such um, a problem as maybe under eating. And so you could be just eating the right foods, but maybe not enough of them to support, you know, all of the biological functions that you have to, that your body has to process, like your heart beating and your lungs breathing, like that all takes energy. And so you have to be able to know how much you're supposed to eat so that you can think clearly, (laughs) so that you can sleep well. Um, You know, each macronutrient gives us a specific thing, you know, that our body needs. And so like fat, you don't want to not eat fat because that regulates a lot of your hormones. And then protein is really great because it basically builds as a building blocks of all of your tissues and of your muscles and all the things that it needs to repair itself. And carbs, you don't want to not eat carbs because carbs gives us tons of energy. And so I love looking at like, how much are you supposed to eat as like the number one priority and any person's like, you know, whoever wants to start getting better or feeling better or looking better, you know, start with the basics, start with what is the bigger picture here. And what I love about macros is that really it puts um, that as the number one driver. Like, are you eating enough? Because if you're not, let's address that first before we address, you know, any other deficiencies. Okay, so how do you find out how much to eat for a person? Yeah, so it depends on the person, and it's a formula um, that we use, or that I use specifically, but like when I refer to we is uh, macros is very, um, the building, the bodybuilding community, they use it um, to be able to create the right physique, and so it's been around forever, it just has not been mainstream. And so the way that they've done it is that they just use a formula um, that determines, that uses your age and your height and your sex and your activity factor. And um, it uses all those and it puts it in a formula and then it spits out like this specific number of calories that you would need to maintain. And then based on what your goals are, whether you want to gain muscle or lose fat or just maintain your body weight, then we start from there, from the baseline. adjust depending on like you know who you are and where you come from because everybody's built differently so then you kind of just fine tune it and fine tweak it as um, the weeks go along and so that's how you find you know how much you need to eat and whether or not that's sustainable for you because it's just it's a it's a starting point so you're not gonna there's no actual like here's you know the science and this is the number you're supposed to follow it's also kind of an art so we start you off on these numbers, but depending on your input and like what you say and how you feel, you know, is going to determine whether or not, you know, we change numbers or not and what your goals are. And sometimes we even have um, people that they're eating enough, right? But there's just like, they're messed up, like their gut is messed up. And so again, there's like deficiencies there that we wouldn't be able to address based on just macronutrient consumption like maybe they have a deficiency that we won't be able to catch so I think that like I said it's super important to understand how much you need to eat and then also make sure that you get enough of the right foods in order to feel your best too so I love macros because it introduces eating healthier to the person that has no idea 
And then as I start to build trust with them and show them, you know, that they can start feeling better um, by eating the right amount of foods for them, then I can start pushing more vegetables and more fruits, which most people just don't eat enough of and, and, and spices and herbs and things like that. And, you know, try to like eliminate the fear of all those things and bring it into their diet um, in a way that I think honors their timeline. You know what I mean? Instead of going from how I did where I was eating all a bunch of crap, you know, in high school and college and some years in college and then jumped fully raw vegan, which was a big shock, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's um, that's kind of how we determined that. Okay, so are you using um, apps like MyFitnessPal to log all that? Yeah, so primarily as a coach, um, I help them figure out how to use that app, and that just opens up their world. Most people, what happens is that they're overeating fats, overeating carbs. Um, just not choosing the right kind of whole foods to meet their diet, you know, to build their diet. And so they're just going for foods that are convenient, foods that are, you know, loaded mostly with, um, without nutrients usually. And so macros, I feel like forces people to make better choices Mm -hmm. because um, it forces them to start choosing foods like more whole foods into their diet. And Mm -hmm. so if they want to see weight loss as progress, they're, it's just whole foods are better <laughs> for meeting your macros and for feeling your best. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really nice gentle nudge like, well, have you considered an apple for a snack versus, you know, gummy bears? Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you find it hard for people to log all their food like that? Mm-hmm. Some people are resistant to it at first, um, but because they have this end goal in mind, I think that they are more willing to put in the work initially to at first kind of see. So a lot of the people that come to me, um, they, they want to, they're done. They're done with all, all the other diets that they've tried. And so in that desperation, I guess, and in that hopelessness, they're willing to do whatever it takes to understand how to see food differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I'm able to help them because they're willing and they're open and, re- and they're receptive for the most part. And the best people that do the best on, on the program, the people that see the best results are the ones that have a more open mind and aren't as resistant and as hesitant to all those other food rules that they've learned over the years that, you know, that they have to like unlearn essentially going through this program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that too. Even when I'm working with people, it's usually, it seems like they've seen many doctors and many practitioners mm-hmm. and, and it's, you're just another one. <laughs> yeah. And so people can be jaded because of that. It's, you know, they're wanting the answers and they're believing that there's something out there, but at the same time, they're like, is this really going to work? <laughs> and, you, and a lot of times you have to almost try to convince them. Um, so when you get those people that come to you that are just open arms, like I'll, I'll do whatever you say. And yeah. Those are the ones I have the best results with because as well, because I know what I do is going to help them. And <laughs> it's just, they need to think that too. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the mindset stuff comes into play is that, you know, 
because they have these lies that they've believed for so long, what happens is that they, it turns into a belief. And so they don't realize that they have this belief that they're fighting against. So a part of my job is to really help them uncover these beliefs that they have, because a lot of them are very subconscious and I help them dive a little bit deeper to figure out how that's affecting, you know, their, how they're feeling about those beliefs, how they're, um, what kind of actions they're taking based on those beliefs and what kind of results they're getting based on those beliefs. Because all a belief really is, is just a continuous sentence that we repeat over and over in our minds. And so if we can change that, then a lot of what happens is that we move the direction to a completely different place where they can take a different action, which yields a different result. Mm. Yeah. So, So I love that. I love that you mentioned how the mindset plays such a role in everything. And that's why we call this the wellness trinity too, because we're a, a mind, a body, a spirit. We're not just one right. thing. So everything yeah. affects everything, so, <laughs> including your mind affecting your body. So mm-hmm. limiting beliefs and or the wrong beliefs, believing a lie can totally affect how we're acting, what we're eating, uh, mm-hmm. how we're behaving. And, and we, a lot of times we don't even realize what it is. So, um, you want to give us a couple of clues into how you kind of dissect what people are thinking so that you get to the root of that? Yeah. So sometimes a lot, you know, in the, a lot of the ways that we do communication on this program is through text and through email. And so I, they check in with me every week. And so I get to see a lot of the comments that they're putting on their check-in. And so it helps, like, it helps me understand where they're coming from and discover what's really preventing them from taking the next step. And so, you know how they say like baby steps are the best way to get to a goal. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of these, a lot of these women, they have a hard time getting to the next baby step. And so my job is to get them to that next step. And so when I find something that I, I realize, you know, with practice and experience is, um, is a belief that they're believing that's preventing them from moving in the direction that they want to go then I usually ask them like, why, you know, what's going on there? Or what do you think? You know, I kind of poke and prod and figure out like what's really causing that or whatnot, you know, Um, things like um, just snacking tendencies at night or, you know, maybe they're stressed out or something and they don't know why they're overeating. Um, I get a lot of women that also quote unquote eat their feelings and stuff and so we kind of work through all those issues together and um, kind of direct them on the path towards uh, establishing healthier habits Um, and that's a lot of also what we do too is we establish healthy habits so some people they have this these beliefs that prevent them from putting in the work to create the habits and then some people establish those habits and in themselves, they start thinking the right things that propel the right mindset and instill new beliefs in their head. So I have to kind of figure out like, where are they at? Are there, are they not taking any steps because of this belief and work on the belief or are they taking the right steps? But, you know, it's, they're, they're thinking that, you know, something's wrong or whatever, if they make a mistake, um, then we deal with that specifically too, because that's a different, that's a different thing. Like you are bound to make mistakes. You're like change is hard. Mm-hmm. And so 
part of the coaching is just telling them, hey, it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to, you know, revert back to an old habit because, you know, the brain doesn't want to change. And so part of making that normal and normalizing that for them, that they're not broken, that there's nothing wrong with them, that the body does want to want to cure itself you know (laughs) that it does want to feel better you know and it's working for them not against them um i think helps them to make that next step yeah so there's a lot of grace in in what you do it seems like when you're working with your clients it's not so much like you're hitting a hammer on their head like hey you you made a mistake (laughs) come on why'd you do that (laughs) yeah and then a lot of people in in this coaching industry do do that they point out the mistakes. And I think that what makes me different is that I'm encouraging and I'm positive and I'm like their cheerleader. You know, I'm like, there's already tons of, you know, stress in our lives and negativity and stuff. So I don't think people need that with their food. I think that food is such a beautiful place to like, you're supposed to enjoy it. You know what I mean? You're supposed to like be around people and like, have a great time over food culturally that's how it's always been and i think that's what we should go back to instead of the um drive through hurry up and eat your food you know and get to the next thing like Mm -hmm. i really think that food is meant to be enjoyed (laughs) yeah yeah and you also mentioned um you know when you sent me some notes here that food can be used as medicine and that's everything that Hippocrates, the father of medicine, says that let the food be the medicine. So you want to expand on that idea? Yeah, so I, I love that. I love that Hippocrates says that because I think that um, food is created perfect. <laughs> like everything that grows on tree, everything that's a seed, you know, is just so like it, it has all these things that like, mankind cannot put into something that's created right and so when somebody starts to incorporate more healthy you know whole foods into their diet they're going to start to feel better and i really think that there's a lot of things inside of food that maybe we haven't even discovered yet that help you and heal you and help you you know to become your best self and once you you know when you're nourishing your body in that way and you're taking care of yourself in that way so many other things like you said the connection of the mind and the spirit like start to make sense and you feel the sense of like not just hope but like ability you know to maybe work out or to be a better parent like you just discover this new momentum and motivation to do life in a different way and so food is just like the most essential thing i tell my clients all the time like if you could just get this down so many opportunities will open up to you like just because you will have more energy because you'll like your brain will be working (laughs) you know you'll sleep better too which is such a chronic problem in today's society you know if you eat enough you'll sleep better and so uh, so many things just fall into place when um you see kind of food as medicine as well yeah well it's like you know people that understand how a car works yet you wouldn't put bad gas in a car mm-hmm. but it's the same thing with our body i mean yeah unless you're really trying to be cheap and i mean i get it sometimes we have to be more affordable um even with our food but in general, there's usually a better choice to make no matter what state we're in. 
in general, I would say. And the healthier our food is, the better our body's going to operate, like you said. And therefore, we're going to do life better. Even relationships get better, I find. You know, because when you feel better, you you have a better personality, <laughs> a more positive, upbeat. Yeah, you're uh, not hangry. Right, happy-go-lucky. <laughs> you know? I can tell you, even when I have my clients do things like enemas, like if they can have an emotional release getting the crap out of the body. <laughs> so, you know, it's true. Imagine just flooding it with vital nutrients that it needs, you know, from macronutrients to micronutrients and everything mm-hmm. else that it needs. So, so I, you know, second everything that you're saying about that and how it affects every other area of our life. So, why don't we break down a couple of these different diets that are tend to be fat diets. Um, let's start with the plant-based. Well, I think there's a movement towards plant-based and for good reason, just like how I talked about before, there's a lot of really good micronutrients and vitamins and minerals and fiber inside of whole foods. And so um, because we've gotten so, you know, I don't know, what's that word, like westernized or whatever, where like, you know, they have the sad diet and stuff and standard American diet. And, and so people are missing, you know, like these herbs and these spices and things into things that would make plants taste good, you know? And so there is this movement towards a plant-based diet. And I think it's a wonderful movement for sure. Um, but the question I think is, you know, again, are you eating enough <laughs> and supporting your goals? Um, for some people, that's definitely going to work. And for some people, it's not. And I don't think that um, there's anything wrong with going completely plant-based. But I always think that it's important to know whether or not you're eating enough um, and making sure that you are, whether or not you're on a plant-based diet or not. Um, but I always encourage people to fill their plates with as much plants and you know, as possible and fruits and veggies and seeds and nuts and things like that, because um, people just don't eat that these days. And so I really think it's important to encourage that to, and to push that as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you, if someone is a plant-based or the vegan or vegetarian, you think they can get enough calories and uh, as well as macronutrients too? Yes, definitely. Um, they probably don't need to eat as much protein because most people that are trying to go plant-based are trying to body build, you know, so then we address the macros accordingly to make sure that their targets are achievable when it comes to protein. Um, cause that, I think that's the hardest macro to hit for our vegetarian and our vegan, um, clients is, are those macros. And so I set them pretty low so that, um, they can achieve that and they can um, continue to eat the way that they love to eat, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that's the best way, like, is to honor the way that anybody chooses to eat. Mm-hmm. There is, I don't think there's one way for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think you could totally do that. You have to be a little bit more strategic, I think, um, to make sure that you are getting enough because I do notice that a lot of vegetarian and vegans, they tend to under eat fat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I don't, I'm not really sure why. Yeah. yeah nuts have a lot. I know, but they're not eating nuts. Usually they're maybe because they hear that, you know, they're fattening or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so they tend to not eat enough, I think. And so they have to make sure that they get enough um, 
fats as well into their diet because that helps okay. a lot with their digestion and also with you know the way that they feel uh -huh. mm -hmm. i never really thought about that with fats so that would explain why a lot of times people associate being vegetarian with being really thin too because they probably are under eating huh it's possible yeah i think so definitely and then fats have the most amount of calories so if they're not eating enough fats because maybe they heard that like fats cause fat which is a myth by the way that um they might avoid them and try to go for more of like the starchy breads or things like that um instead of going towards whole foods and you know i don't know like nuts <laughs> they might not try to do not not eat the nuts when they are good for them because but you just i think you have to know how much because there are vegetarians and vegans that are in my program and they're trying to lose weight and then they're not sure why they're not losing. And so it's not the end all be all um, to just eat healthy foods. You have to know how much of each macronutrient to be able to get the goals that you're after. Okay. Okay. So what about if someone is a vegetarian or vegan and they're trying to body build? Yeah. So if they're trying to build body, the best macronutrient for that is one to be in a surplus so there's a difference between being in a deficit and maintenance mode and surplus and the best way to build muscle in the body is to be either on maintenance or in a surplus and all that just means is that you're eating a little bit more than you than your body really needs mm -hmm. and um and so that's the best way to build muscle just because your body isn't stressing out mm -hmm. over the lack of energy and nutrients and so it's it's expending the energy efficiently going towards repairing your muscles. And so you definitely need to eat more protein in order to rebuild those muscles. And so you have to be very strategic about eating more tofu in or tempeh or whatever, lentils, chickpeas, you know, all those different whole food sources that provide protein as well. Um, or even nowadays, there's so many more options that are tasty. Like um, I know Garden of Life makes some really good um, protein for athletes. And they're based out of like hemp and pea and rice and things like that um, that are really, really great for people who are trying to really build a physique, like a bodybuilding physique. Oh, nice. And they have to have the right program too. You can't just go on Instagram and like pick things, you know, here and there. You have to like... I always tell people hire a coach that is proficient in bodybuilding and making sure that um, they know what they're doing and they're giving you a good program that you can follow so that you know that you're getting stronger every week. You're not just hoping that you're building muscle. You know that you're building muscle. Well, that's where the check-in would come in too. Mm -hmm. That's why you would meet with them weekly to mm -hmm. monitor and see and tweak things. I've been doing um, coaching nowadays too in between when I see my clients and and that's what I find as well too is that uh, I used to do all the coaching and personal training and then I then I you know went away from that and just did all the testing and okay I see them and they're gone for three months and then there's that three-month pause I'm like yeah. them I don't know what's going on and I would follow up with some of them but it would get out of control sometimes because I have a lot on my list of things to do all the time <laughs> and yeah. so so some of them wouldn't come back. So I was trying to find a disconnect and I realized that that's where coaching is. That's where, you know, when people really want to make dr drastic changes in their life and they have 
a lot of baggage or whatever it is that there is holding them back, that those are the things that need to be unwound during that time. And then there's a lot of tweaks that need to be made during that time too. Mm -hmm. So even when I, I give them a supplement program, even tweaks with that need to be made sometimes and people fall off because they're like, oh my God, I'm detoxed, I don't feel too good or <laughs> whatnot. You know, and I can imagine even with changing, you know, just the changing with the diet. Yeah. It's, you know, people are, are probably not feeling good right away too sometimes because of detoxing. Uh, yeah, I think uh, most of the time it's just that they're not used to eating all those different kinds of foods that they're eating. And so um, their body has to make an adjustment to being able to understand like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm finally getting food that I need, you know, right. um, or maybe they're not used to eating um, more fruits or veggies. And then all of a sudden, boom, they eat like all the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> or something and not, then they're going to the restroom all the time so maybe it could be we don't know you know it could be a fiber intake all all of a sudden um and so they're they're having different valve movements because they're not you know they're trying to overhaul the way that they're eating going from like maybe mcdonald's and chick-fil-a to like cooking brussels sprouts and chicken or something yeah. <laughs> and so you have to take that into consideration that there's definitely an adjustment period um yeah Definitely. Well, interesting that you mentioned the bowel movement thing too, because a lot of times when people um, are, embark on anything with health and wellness, they're, especially when they come to me, they're like, they think detox and they're going to have to go to the bathroom all the time. And I'm not necessarily putting them on any crazy fast or anything like that. They're still eating or just taking certain things that break toxins down in the body. But they'll always, a lot of them tend to ask me, Am I going go to go to the bathroom a lot? I'm like, no, but your bowels should be moving properly. <laughs> you know, we should be going a couple times a day, especially if we're eating a few times a day. So um, mm. it, that's what normal is. It's not normal to not go to the bathroom for a few days or even a week. So like sometimes people are backed up for a week. Um, so we need to make going to the bathroom normal again. Yeah, I mean, I agree, even though, what I mean, we looked it up the other day, my husband and I, about what normal is online, and normal online is like, some people go three times a day, and some people go three times a week, and yeah. <laughs> that's insane, I don't know, I mean, I can't believe that that's on the internet, because, you know, I don't think it's normal to only go three times a day, but then again, that's because I go every day, so I'm not exactly sure what normal is. Uh -huh. Yeah, I think two to three times a day should be good. I mean, unless you're fasting <laughs> for a period of time and you really have nothing in your body. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're eating every day, then two to three times a day is not, you know, it's, it's pretty good goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least once. At least once. <laughs> if you're skipping sure. a day, then, you know, you better bet you need some help with your bowels. Mm -hmm. so, at least drink more water. If people are going every day, they still might be having challenges with their bowels. And that's where um, mm -hmm. doing this other type of testing, we could figure out there's, is there parasites, fungus, mucoid plaque, and things of that sort that are, are hindering their process. Um, or it could be even that much better so they could absorb their nutrients better. Right? Um, yeah. No, I totally yeah. agree. So what do you think about the keto diet? Yeah, so another great diet is the keto, you know, um, diet, which is very gaining a lot of popularity because it does push people again to eat whole foods. The way that I see it though, is that it's a nice introduction because it pushes people into that all or nothing mindset. And people do thrive on that for a while. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So because they've only known how to be all or nothing, it pushes them to go, okay, well, I can only eat, you know, whole foods and like all these, you know, free range things or whatever and um, meats that are whole th- whole30 approved or keto approved. And so what they're doing is that they're eating more, you know, whole foods and protein and all the good foods that they need to support, you know, a healthier self instead of, again, going through the convenience of getting hamburgers or hot dogs or, you know, frozen foods or whatever to just eat, right? Or just snacking all day long and not eating enough. And so what, that, what that's what I love about it, that it, it introduces them to eating more healthy foods in general, more whole foods and eating more protein. But what I don't like about it is that at the end of the day, it's not a very sustainable way to live. Most people end up getting upset because, you know, they end up feeling like, oh, well, I can't have the pizza or I can't have the cupcake for my son's birthday or whatever. And so when they feel like they failed, and then most people, when they feel like they failed, they just fall back into their old habits. And so that's what's a bummer about that is that like, it's just not really a sustainable way to approach, you know, the way that we live. Um, because you're going to have the occasional cupcake or the pizza or whatever. And I think that the keto diet doesn't really promote that being okay every once in a while, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And so while I think it's a great intro, I don't think it's the best way to, you know, really live for the rest of your life. Um, But that's just my opinion. I mean, there's, tons of opinions out there based on whether or not keto is best. And then another thing that it doesn't teach you how to actually eat, which is um, the secret (laughs) 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 is that um, all these diets out there, they don't teach you really anything about nutrition. They just go here. These are the things that you're allowed to eat and that you're not allowed to eat. And so it pushes, puts your mindset into these are bad foods. These are good foods. And, but you don't really know why it's working. And the, and the secret to fat loss really is to understand how to get yourself in a calorie deficit. No matter what you're doing, no matter what kind of program you're doing, if you want to lose weight, you have to be in a caloric deficit, which yeah. just means you have to be eating a little bit more than you burn every day. And right. so if you don't know that you're doing that, which is what keto does because it eliminates an entire macronutrient of carbs. And not even like because most people don't even know that fruits and veggies are carbs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you're not technically eliminating all the carbs. You're eating, you know, you're eating carbs. You're just not eating processed carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it eliminates that entire macronutrient. And so you're not eating as many calories. And that's the only reason why it works is because it puts you in a caloric deficit. Mm-hmm. So that that is the secret to weight loss, if anybody wants to know, is just understanding how to put yourself in a caloric deficit that's sustainable. Because obviously, a caloric deficit of starving yourself, you're going to lose weight. But how sustainable is that, right? To starve yourself. Mm-hmm. So we do it in a way that is sustainable and teaches you how to make the right decisions and build the right habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's a time to cut your calories, and then there's a time to maintain. There could be a time to increase them, depending mm-hmm. on the goal again. And even yeah. with weight loss, I mean, we want to gain muscle as well. If someone mm-hmm. is not quite there, as, as you know, 
either. So when I was a personal trainer, that was the biggest thing that they kind of pushed on people. We, the gym I was working at, they didn't really encourage um, us to talk about nutrition too much, although that just comes with working with me. <laughs> but So I kind of broke it down a little bit. But um, the, the biggest thing that they really pushed there was we got to build muscle. Because when you're building muscle, you're, or when you actually have some muscle in your body, it's burning fat as well, too. Mm-hmm. And in order to build muscle, you need calories. So if you're completely starving yourself, you can actually be burning your fat. I mean, burning your muscle as well, mm-hmm. too, not just your fat. Yeah, exactly. It deteriorates, and then it's harder to build up again because, and yeah, exactly. So what do you find is a healthy amount that, I don't know if it's a percentage or a number or whatnot that is is okay to restrict when you're doing this type of program yeah so what i do is that we calculate you know your basal metabolic rate and then based on your goal we decrease the amount of calories about depending on how aggressive you want to take it um, between 20 to 30 percent and it depends on the individual and how much weight they have to lose Mm -hmm. Um, but that's about the normal amount that we play with um, to get our um, clients to see results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes like some people, it really depends on personalities too. Like some people want aggressive and like, you know, as much result as possible on the front end and then taper, you know, towards the end. And then some people, they like to do it as slowly as possible, you know, even if it takes them six years or something, or maybe six months, I'm sorry, not six years, six months um, to be able to get to their final goal weight. Um, And that's one of the beautiful things about the program that I offer is that it helps people make it into like a lifelong change. It's not just like, oh, 30 day challenge and you're done, you know, and I teach you nothing. It's something that you're adopting these habits, you're putting them to practice every day. And then as you start to do that, they become habits that you don't have to think about anymore. And that gets easier and easier with time. And then even when they're done coaching with me, my goal for them is for them to be able to know how to do this on their own, to be able to maintain their weight, which is a goal as well. Um, Because so many programs out there are just constantly selling the idea of weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, and they don't introduce them to maintaining, to mean, you know, to understanding how to maintain their weight or even how to get to the next level of, hey, I'm, I want to bodybuild. I want to look like I'm fit, not just be skinny. And so I always love to teach um, my clients how to go and take that next step because I think that it's healthy for you to have some kind of goal, you know to be active and to, to have just like, to be doing something, I guess. Like, do you want to get stronger? Do you want to get thinner? Do you, you know, do you want to have performance goals? You know, do you want to be able to lift your son and not, you know, get windy <laughs> or go up these stairs? And those are all like performance-based goals as well. So I think it's important to kind of broaden our perspective from just like this dieting restriction to right. what is possible. You know, why the why part of it? Yeah. And the why, like, why do you want to do this? And that's, yeah, that's a big reason. Um, what propels us to take those next actions is like, well, why are you doing this? (laughs) Because most people will say, I just want to look and feel better, but why, you know what I mean? And then you really get to figure out like why people really want to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, what's going to keep them motivated long term. Mm -hmm. 
And when they realize that it's going to affect their business, their job, their relationships, their kids, mm -hmm. you know, people die prematurely, I believe, because mm -hmm. we're not living a healthy lifestyle. And yeah, we're all going to die. Um, my mom used to always say, well, Jacqueline, how long do you want to live anyway? Just before she started kind of getting on bandwagon of health and wellness. And, um, and I used to always think, well, I mean, I could die tomorrow, but I want to live the best quality of life I can now, right? And, yeah. and you know, there's a lot of things to enjoy here on Earth. <laughs> Healthier we are, we can go and travel and feel okay and see our, our kids grow up. Um, you know, and, and our grandchildren and all that kind of stuff. And there's mm -hmm. so much joy in all those things as well, too. So I I definitely think that it's so important is to always go back to what is your goal? You know, for those of you that are listening, why why are you even listening to this podcast in the first place? And what, what is it that you're trying to achieve in your health and wellness? And, and once you determine the what, why do you want to do that? What is it going to mean to you for you to do a program like DD's or, or doing, you know, the programs that we have here at the wellness Trinity or any other program that you find out there and, and make that the reason why you continue to stay on it and realize that there, this is, there's, there's no quick fix. There's no yeah. quick fix to detoxing. There's no quick fix to weight loss. There's no quick fix to nothing. <laughs> That's yeah. really good in life. <laughs> and you have to be committed in the long run to, uh, wanting to see those results come to pass. And that's where having a coach is um, plays a huge role, I think, in it too. And that's the beauty of um, what you're doing is you, you know how to meet them where they're at. You know how to be graceful with them, but you know how to um, take what they know and or, or where they're at and not allow them to stay there, to, to shed light in those dark areas that they're mm -hmm. experiencing and so that they can have freedom from it. Yeah, a lot of it is just like believing, helping them believe in their potential, you know, because I think we all have this ability to change, but we're all kind of a little bit scared inside, you know, of like, oh my gosh, like what, who would I be if I was a fit person or even at, you know, at their goal weight? They haven't yet really thought about that far ahead. And so a lot of these things that they're doing are scary you know because right. it starts shattering their identity and so we have to tear down those walls as well and start helping them to believe you know like what's possible and who they can become um just because they've been this certain person for this long mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they have to continue to be that person mm -hmm. um to look or to feel that way forever so yeah definitely helping them discover what they're capable of is a big um a big thing that we do probably as coaches yeah and a lot of times it it's hard to understand uh, like if you don't know if no one's ever told you what is possible yeah it's just can be seems some like a faint dream almost yeah and, and even to see someone walk through their journey and, and see the results and um, you know i know you've had your own results i've had my own results mm -hmm. That's with, with our both of our health and wellness and fitness. And I, I think even when I met you, we were both at the very beginning of everything. <laughs> right? Like, because you said in college was when you started making changes. 
And that's pretty about pretty much about the time when I started too. A couple years before we met is when I started to kind of like change my life around because I remember, you know, I would just be that fourth mealer, you know, with Taco Bell and I would just go out at midnight and have that fourth meal and then the very next day I'd go to school feeling really tired and just groggy because I was also drinking a lot. I was a waitress. So I would go out on the weekends and party and do a lot of heavy drinking and then wonder like why I couldn't stay awake in class. And so that was when I was at um, the community college and when I trans and when I actually took a, like a class or something, cause you're supposed to take PE. And then that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to do something different. And so I started doing, doing something differently and I didn't jump on the raw vegan stuff then what my goal was, which I felt was attainable, was that I wanted to just know what to do with the vegetable. (laughs) I'm like, how do you eat this vegetable? I have no idea. And so I didn't know what to do with it. And so I thought, okay, I think that would be a pretty good goal, you know, to know what to do with this vegetable. And so every week I I bought a new different vegetable. And I remember putting it in my fridge and thinking like, okay, I'll have to figure out something, whether that's eating it raw or finding a dip that I like it with or, um, you know, putting it in like, I don't know, not boiling it, but like uh, steaming it. Or free, I don't know. Come up, come up with some kind of recipe that I would learn to enjoy vegetables because I, I had no interest in vegetables or a lot of the foods that I enjoy now. I had zero interest. And I think the more that you you know question your beliefs like can I enjoy a vegetable instead of oh no I've never liked vegetables then you start thinking about you know you start thinking of a ways um, and new doors open Mm -hmm. to the possibility of maybe enjoying vegetables because you're asking your brain new questions right it's so important right yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that about the vegetables because around that time was the same thing for me too. I was like, okay, I want to eat healthy, but what does that mean? And that was the first thing I realized. I was like, okay, my mom fed us broccoli and that's all I remember really. <laughs> so for me, a tomato, a cucumber, I, I, I had to figure out what all this stuff is. I mean, and I, if my mom's ever listening here, maybe you should Maybe you fed me other things, but I can't quite remember back then. Um, <laughs> what we were eating? Maybe carrots? <laughs> no, I didn't like carrots either at the time. I think um, I didn't. I wouldn't eat them cooked or something. I don't know. Whatever it was, I just I didn't I, like tomatoes. You like, like tomatoes before? I did not like tomatoes. Yeah, me neither. I didn't like tomatoes either. Like, Ew. Yeah, and I think you know what it is. Um, if you eat an organic tomato versus one that's not organic, it's a whole different experience. Oh, or like a garden-grown <laughs> tomato. Have you ever had those? Homegrown. The homegrown garden tomato. It's like, ah. Oh, yeah, it's it's so different. When completely. You like you can you can legitimately eat yeah. a tomato like you would an apple because it's really? that good. Yeah. I've tried that before. I never had a bad experience with a tomato, but I was looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I have my neighbor. He grows tomatoes in his house, and every like couple of, I don't know how how often they grow because I don't like cultivate or I don't I don't farm or whatever you know or have a garden but he does and he'll come and he'll give me fresh tomatoes and I'm like oh my gosh you have the best tomatoes and they're so good they're so good yeah well yeah so I ho- hope that encourages someone with vegetables because um yeah if you have them fresh and without toxins and chemicals and all that 
<laughs> that's not <laughs> me. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Different. Yeah. It, it actually tastes a lot better to eat a vegetable. Yeah, and, totally. And enjoying. Like, you can actually really enjoy a salad. Yeah, like the even just like I'm thinking about a tomato that I had recently. I think it in and out. It's not the same. It's just not oh, the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and some of it's just like so gross. I still can't. <laughs> well, even other stuff too. I, that's a whole different story. But <laughs> so, Didi, are there any other mindset hurdles that you want to mention that I've experienced, uh, or anyone that you know that is trying to lose weight? Any other mindset hurdles? Um, I mean, the all or nothing, I think, is very popular. You know, I think that um, we tend to have these binary views about, you know, if you are, you know, <laughs> I think it's just because you're either Republican or you're conservative, <laughs> you know, if people tend to think that you're on these opposite spectrums. But, right. I mean, what I love to challenge my clients is, like, what do you believe, you know, just because everybody has like these beliefs out there and try to put you in a box doesn't mean that you fit inside that box. And I think that it's important to become self-aware of like what your beliefs are so that you can start having your own thoughts about tomatoes <laughs> or your own thoughts or your own beliefs or your own opinions about, you know, what you try. And so I think that you know your listeners can think about like what is possible not just like in terms of um black and white but like where is that gray area for them where you know where can they hold space for both you know because like for example i didn't think that i could run a business and be a mom and so our brain just goes to that like there's no way that i can do both at the same time there's no way that i can be you know, I have, I have doctors as clients. I can be a doctor who does surgery and eat healthy. Like they just don't think those two can coexist. And so if we break down those walls and if we go, I wonder how it's possible to do that, then we start, then our brain starts coming up with possibility versus like, right. you know, it's closed doors on creativity. Because you're like, this is not possible. And so your brain goes, okay, it's not possible. Like, so they're not, it's not, you're just not even scanning for ways of being able to make that happen because you're closed off. So really that's the biggest hurdle I think is to be able to open up the door for possibility. And that's always starts with like questioning what, you know, you know, questioning your current beliefs and to be able to know where your current beliefs are. You have to kind of be, think, think about like what, what you know most people can't see their beliefs until they start analyzing their life and the choices that they're making mm -hmm. and so if you start to analyze like why am i not eating better then there's beliefs behind that right and there's beliefs associated like i just don't have time you know is a belief um, because there's plenty of time you just haven't found it yet because you're blocked off to that idea or that possibility right now yeah Mm -hmm. Well, that was a great uh, summary. I, I, I don't even know what to pick at that because there's so many good little nuggets. <laughs> that whole all or nothing situation. And, uh, you know, I, since I, we went to college, during that time, I, I've done every single diet you can think of to a certain extent um, or dabbled in it or, or researched it or something with it just to kind of, I always wanted to know as well too, like, well, what's the truth about 
wellness, health and nutrition, all of that stuff. And I've also come to that same conclusion where it's, it's not necessarily like you have to put yourself in this box. Like I'm always a vegan. What if you're a vegan most of the time and maybe once a week you eat meat or, <laughs> or right. maybe, maybe it's just a season. Maybe sometimes people need to just, you know, cut some certain things out in their, their diet just because it's, it's a time for healing in an area that needs to eliminate that thing. Yeah. And uh, even with certain tests I do, it will show you how you're imbalancing your nutrients and Sometimes people shouldn't eat something that's quote unquote healthy just because they have way too many of a certain type of nutrient for a period of time. So they need to stay away from that. And maybe a couple months later, they can bring it back in. Right. You know, I always boil it down before we do extensive testing that um, one, you want to eat real food, (laughs) right? That's what you you promote. (laughs) Two, you want to get all the toxins out of your food. And three, you want to eat super nutrient dense food. And depending on your goals with your fitness and um, whether it's weight loss, weight gain, maintain, any of that, then that's where macros come in. Um, yeah. We agree, right? Totally. Yeah. We're on the same page for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then and then the black and white thing with um, it, it, like the doctor example you mentioned. So I love how you mentioned that because it is hard sometimes to think, okay, how can I uh, be a wife, a business owner, and eat healthy, (laughs) or whatever it is that they're doing in their life. And thinking about it in those baby steps is so critical, I think, to being able to figure out how to manage something that might be a big change in their life, such as this. Some people have been doing this for a long time, so that are listening, so that's not necessarily the story for them in their, their food journey, but maybe it is in another area of their life that they need to break through whether it's relationships or finances mm-hmm. or whatnot, mm-hmm. that it's, it's thinking about it in those baby incremental steps and having grace on yourself in, in the, the transition time and realizing you're not going to go from one to 10 <laughs> all of a sudden. I mean, you, know, you can and people do, but it's, sometimes, yeah, it's overwhelming. I'm not going to deny that some people are superhuman, but <laughs> 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 and some of us just have certain gifts in certain areas. So I'm not going to deny that. But in general, though, if it's just, if it's not something that comes so easily, you can move. You can make that move. Mm-hmm. But it it that I think is a huge key is with the baby steps and having grace on yourself, like you, you mentioned. We don't need to be hard on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I think that's one of the pitfalls too. Is so many people, you know, um, think that beating themselves up will propel will propel and motivate them when really that's the opposite of. Um, how we work like imagine if we were constantly beating up our kids our kids wouldn't be motivated to do anything you know so yeah or if we're constantly beating ourselves up we're just going to beat ourselves up (laughs) right we're going to be we're going to be beaten all over (laughs) we're going to be all bruised and bloody i mean it's not we're not going to want to do anything right Um, so the best way like you said is to give yourself grace is is to really change that tape in your head and not allow yourself to be your own bully and but to be your own cheerleader and to go you know what i messed up but it's fine you know um, tomorrow or for my next meal, I'm just going to give it a try again and be okay with feeling that disappointment because you will feel a little disappointment in yourself, but you know, not, re- not realizing, or I mean, but realizing that it's not the end of the world, that you're not going to die from feeling a little disappointed in yourself. Um, and then trying not to go in that direction, but just realizing like I'm a human that makes mistakes, you know, 
and I can move from here and I will continue to move from here because this isn't again, like a 30 day challenge. This is like my forever life. Right. In the grand scheme of things, like I'm going to get where I'm going because there is no end date, you know? Right. Yes. People move in that direction versus like, I'm, you know, I've dropped all this weight and I'm done. I can go back to what I was doing. You know, (laughs) I'm sure that you can, you know, relate to that when people go through their program and stuff. You can't always just go back to what you were doing. You have to kind of um, do some things moving forward that are going to keep you healthy, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So focusing on the end result and keep taking those steps forward mm. and in realizing that some of that stuff that there, that you think is good or that you think is enjoyable really sometimes is not <laughs> in the end. Like when you were mentioning eating late at night and going to school feeling like crap the next day <laughs> um the more that you, put stuff in, you start to realize how much the bad stuff sometimes is just not appetizing anymore <laughs> yeah like how it doesn't work for your goals like if i wanted to get better grades <laughs> maybe i should get more sleep and more nutrient-dense food versus like pizza and staying up really late you know so yeah. you start to realize like oh some of the things that i do aren't really aligning with my goals and just having compassion again and the grace for yourself to make the better decision next time mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right Didi. so where can the listeners find you if they want to do your program or want to ask you questions yeah if um they want to find me i'm at macrosmindset.com and they can sign up for um, a weekly email where i send out you know just easy recipes and just little blurbs that are going to help them like in life um to again take that next step and to make better choices okay great is there anything is there any last thing that you wanted to any last words um (laughs) not really no (laughs) i can't think of anything from the top of my head but other than just you know like what i said like it's not um there is no end game really it's just making a better choice every day and just getting back up every time you feel like you failed or got knocked down or life got on the way or somebody got sick or there was some kind of like stress in your life. Like just bring it with you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like um, don't use it as an excuse, but just bring it with you just go, well, here it is. You know, this is what's going on, but how can I figure out how to continually, you know, take care of myself and become my best self um, with all of these things? you know, on, you know, piled <laughs> on top of me sometimes because that's the best you could do, you know, until you figure out how to manage it better or how to delegate. So those are the, you know, you got to figure out how to um, make it happen and not let your brain go, you can't right now, right now, it's not a good time because there never will be a good time to take care of yourself, really. So you have to just start wherever you are, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. All right, Dee. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Wellness Trinity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more wellness tips to help you achieve optimal health. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.